investments, supporting the role of financial advisor since 1937. Putnam, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. Ladies and gentlemen, you're now free to move about the cabin. It's going to be more crowded, though, late, possibly, and in somewhat less friendly skies, too. Bankruptcy, American style. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Constant Contact, offering email marketing tools and resources to help market small businesses during the holiday season. Learn more at ConstantContact.com. And by Meritas, a worldwide alliance of law firms committed to helping companies find local, pre-qualified legal counsel for over 20 years. Meritas.org. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Good to have you here on this Tuesday, everybody. It's the 29th of November today. It's been six years since we've had an airline bankruptcy in this country. Delta back in 2005, for those who keep track. This morning, though, one of the last big carriers never to have landed in bankruptcy court broke that streak. American filed for protection from its creditors in the hopes that Chapter 11 will let it get out from under high labor costs and deal with rising fuel prices. The company's announcement today stressed the need for operating flexibility as a way back to profits. But our senior business correspondent Bob Moon reports travelers should definitely not mistake that as flexibility for them. Remember when we all had a lot more flexibility choosing a departure time? It's been a long while since American Airlines actually promoted all the choices it offered travelers. The most destinations, the most flights, over 500 nonstops daily. American used to be the country's biggest airline, but that's all changed out of necessity. Industry consultant George Hamlin doesn't expect more flight cutbacks right away, but he says that's where Americans' latest course is likely to lead. We're seeing a system where capacity is being taken out, and that becomes very simple economics. When supply is reduced, demand remains the same, the price goes up. The list of bankruptcies over the past decade includes Delta, Northwest, United, and U.S. Airways. At the University of Portland, finance professor Richard Gritta thinks American could follow their lead now and look for a merger partner, which could result in even fewer choices. United partnered with Continental, Delta partnered with Northwest, and left uh, American with no one to dance with. And my suspicion is that U.S. Air may become a merger target for him. But industry consultant Michael Boyd thinks that would be too much consolidation too fast. U.S. Air merged with America West, and now we have a situation where their pilots union doesn't even have you know, a one contract yet. So it's very, very messy. The entire industry has been flying full throttle toward more efficient operations, and industry consultant George Hamlin says that's leaving passengers with fewer choices and most likely fewer bargains. Still, he does see an upside. You might actually at some point get an industry that's prosperous enough to survive long term which might be preferable to not knowing whether you'll make it home from vacation if your carrier folds. Travelers probably don't think about that, he says, when they demand rock-bottom fares. I'm Bob Moon for Marketplace. Consumer confidence was up last month. That's the economic statistic of this Tuesday. People are apparently less worried about keeping their jobs and more optimistic about the economy than they have been. The one catch is that the survey period was only through November 15th. That is, before the budget-cutting super committee revealed itself to be less than all that super. But what if I told you that there's a way to cut the deficit by as much as $7 trillion over the next 10 years? That's way more than the $1.2 trillion the super committee was supposed to cut. And the best part is that Congress wouldn't have to do much at all. Anything, really. From Washington Marketplace's David Gura reports. If Congress doesn't do anything, something it's gotten pretty good at, 
A handful of cuts and credits would expire. That includes the Bush-era tax cuts. Jim Kessler co-founded the think tank Third Way. When they expire, and they expire December 31st, 2012, they revert to the previous tax code. And bingo, we're back in the Bill Clinton era. Of higher taxes across the board. James Horney is with the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. He says if those tax cuts expire, the deficit goes down by more than $3 trillion. More people would pay the alternative minimum tax. That would save about an additional $700 billion over the next 10 years. Medicare would pay doctors less and corporations would lose tax breaks. That's another couple trillion. And automatic spending cuts worth $1.2 trillion would take effect in 2013. Basically, Congress could slash the deficit by closing up shop and going home. In fact, we'd be in pretty good shape, at least for the next decade or so. Jim Kessler says this is a quick fix to an accounting problem.